0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Energetic Abundance Podcast, the podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs calling an expansion, abundance, purpose, and those 10k cash months. I'm your host, Andrew Ouellette, and I am super excited that you're here, you guys. Today, we are talking about something really, really personal. I'm going to be sharing my experience with my mental health, especially in terms of running my business, because balancing the two hasn't always been easy. I know that a lot of you know my physical health journey, but my journey with mental health has been much longer and in some ways much more debilitating. So I'm happy to say that on average, I'm about 90% healed in terms of my brain chemistry, although like you can't really quantify it that way. And that's just how I feel. But I wasn't always in this space, especially in my early days in the online business world. So I'm really excited for this episode and to share this with you because I posted on Instagram that I wasn't feeling too great the other day and I had so many people reach out saying like, oh my gosh, I'm here for you. I'm so sorry you're having a bad day. I have days like this too. And I'm just really, really excited to not only let you guys get to know this part of me a little bit better, but to make this for anybody who is struggling. So this episode is for you if you're going through any type of chronic health issue, okay? If you're not depressed but you have chronic pain, this episode is for you. A lot of the things that people with mental health issues deal with are really, really similar to the things that, I guess, chronic illness sufferers deal with as well. And what I want this episode to really, really focus on is because just because you deal with this thing every single day, it doesn't make you less deserving of success. I'm going to talk to you about my journey, the ways that I manage my business when I'm feeling anxious or depressed, and the fact that no matter what your brain chemistry looks like, success is available to you. But before we dive in, every week I love to share a little bit of behind-the-scenes news with me so that you can always feel like you're involved in the day-to-day of running my business. And I just straight-up do it because I think it's nice. I like it when other podcasts do it. And if you hate it, I don't know, leave me a five-star review and very gently tell me in the review that you're not feeling the, the weekly intros. That's how I would love to receive that feedback five stars but Andrea talk to you talk about yourself a little bit less that's how I would love to receive that feedback so if that's your feedback feel free give it so to kick her off I have been feeling a little bit depressed lately as it's now the third week of January and where I live we only get like seven or eight hours of sunlight per day I know that that's still pretty average I have listeners in Finland who are like seven or eight, fuck you, <laughs> because they're getting, like, five hours of sunlight per day, Um but it is a lot, like, because this is the lowest amount that we go to. My body, like, this is, like, our yearly low, and my body is just not used to being in that space, and it is really, really hard, and with the amount of snow that we're getting and the fact that we haven't had a sunny day in two or three weeks, like, it's just feeling really, really bleak. Luckily, now, when I get depressed, I really only feel the physical symptoms, like my thoughts aren't super debilitating, which is like, it, like, I can't even explain to you how much of a reprieve that is for me, knowing that since I was 15, I had very intrusive and very negative thoughts for a really long time. But now when I get depressed, I mainly just feel the physical symptoms. So the chronic pain and the lots and lots of sleep and like those more physical symptoms as opposed to the like the low energy as opposed to like the thoughts that I would get before, which I'm not going to go into because I don't want to trigger anybody. But like really dealing with those thoughts were really, really intense for a long time. So to address the physical symptoms that I've been dealing with, I've been mainly getting about eight to 10 hours of sleep per night, which is just been so, so helpful for me. I take lots of baths for my sore muscles and sometimes I'll just make a cup of tea and I'll just say stand or I'll bring a chair outside and I'll just sit outside in the cold with my jacket on, obviously, because it's like, It's cold here, you guys. I'm in Canada, okay? But I'll just drink my tea outside, even though it's cold, because I know that I need the fresh air. And I live on a property with lots of trees. We have, like, lots of forest around us, and I just really enjoy being in the forest, even though when I'm depressed, I don't really have the energy to be snowshoeing the way that I normally do. And also, if you remember last week's episode, I can't remember if I told you, but I got lost in the forest for two for two or three hours. So Andrea's taking a little break from snowshoeing because my hip still hurts from that. But because I'm doing all of these things, and I think that the going outside in the cold helps so much more than like I literally ever thought that it could because in the past when I would feel depressed I'd just be like I want to get under all my blankets and not do anything but the going outside in the cold and just relaxing with my tea and maybe an audiobook or something it like honestly helps so much and I'm finally starting to feel better you guys so I'm just I'm just like Feeling a little bit more optimistic and it's just great and my energy's going back up which is really really great because you guys we now have digital tickets available for intuitive expansion which is so exciting you guys like originally we were holding the event in Toronto we decided to relocate the event closer to home which doesn't affect anybody who bought tickets because everybody who bought tickets was from Northern Ontario. So we're just bringing the event to Northern Ontario so they don't even have to account for their travel or anything like that. And, like, you guys, this is is so major. Like, I can't even believe how major it is. Like, we're now relocating our event closer to home. Because we're relocating our event closer to home, we have the time to find, like, a videographer and all of that great stuff. So that we can sell digital recordings of the event. Which is like, this event is designed to change people's lives. And now that we can sell it digitally, it feels so much more expansive for Natasha and I. And it's going to be so much more expansive for so many more people. Because not everyone was able to come to Toronto. And I am just... So, so excited. It's still all the same content with a two-hour workshop dedicated to connecting more deeply to your intuition and your inner truth, a channeled meditation from the Akashic Records to help you connect even more deeply, and then an afternoon two-hour workshop of success and business coaching to help you really, like, use the purpose and the truth that you tapped into in the earlier session to help really guide a deeply profitable business. We're going to have a Q&A. We're going to have a live business coaching there. Like this is literally equal parts like a spiritual retreat and like a Tony Robbins seminar. Like <laughs> that's really what we're going for. We want you to not only get to know your soul and your spirit so so much more deeply, but we are also helping you use that information so that you have a life of success. So whether you are launching your business, whether your business is new, whether your business has been around for a while and you just really want to focus, the way that I teach people to grow their business is by focusing on four main areas. Money mindset, personal branding, soulful selling, and embodiment work. And when you have all those things nailed together, then It's a lot easier to run a profitable business, you guys. And that's what I'm teaching you how to do at this event. Because if you can nail all those pieces and you have an intuitive compass that you can check in with at all times, then like, you guys, the money that you can make is limitless. Like, I know that that's not really what it's about, but also I'm a really big believer that even though it's not about the money, you should be able to make as much money as you want to make if you are helping people. Like, there's lots of ways to do it. Lots of ways to bring in more money. Lots of ways to bring in more abundance to your business. It doesn't mean that you have to charge a super high amount and close out your market. It could mean creating digital products and selling them that way so that you do work once and you are able to just sell it and have that passive income coming in or whatever it is, this is going to help guide you and really help you run a business that's deeply aligned to your soul because that's always going to be the most profitable way to run a business. If strategy alone was what made a profitable business, I would have had a six-figure business when I was 18 because I've been in this space for so long and I know the strategy inside and out. I know what to do inside and out. And it wasn't until I really deeply integrated my soul and my soul work until it really, really took off for me. And that's what it is for like for all of my clients. So if you want to experience that type of transformation in a one day event, you can head to bit.ly slash intuitive expansion to get either a ticket or to like a like a. To pre-order the recording, rather, or to attend live on February 8th in Massey, Ontario. Because, like, this is going to be absolutely major. Also, exciting, I'm making a money bowl today. Like, I'm always somebody who's been, like, quote-unquote witchy. But I've never really fully embraced the craft, the sigils, and the spell work. Because... That's just never really been my thing. I don't really live somewhere with a witchy community, so I didn't really have anybody to mentor me in this or anything like this. But I've always been really, really interested in the craft, and doing this type of exploration is so fun, so nurturing to my soul, and kind of makes me wonder why I wasted the third grade doing my first communion in the Catholic Church instead of doing cool stuff like this. So that's not like a huge amount of information for you, but I'm just very excited because I'm getting much more in depth with my spell work and that makes me feel so good. Like that's not something I teach my clients to do. That's not something that I can really mentor someone else in. You guys know that my like special thing that I help people with is I help them in their business coaching, but it also is just such a special way for me to To do this for myself, like even though this isn't something that I'm going to really be teaching my clients how to do, it's so nice to be able to do this for myself and to have my own personal practice, especially because as a spiritual business mentor, I feel a lot of pressure to take everything I learn and package it up for my clients, and I don't think that this is something that I'm really going to package up for my clients, at least not right now, because... Yeah, like, I'm just (laughs) so happy to be doing this for myself and to have this special just for myself. Okay, so you guys, let's dive in. First, I want to start with a disclaimer, okay? This is not medical advice. I'm going to be sharing some of my experience with medication that does not reflect your experience with medication at all. Like, if you are on medication and you love it, and fucking live your best life. Like, that is absolutely amazing, and that can really, really help you be in a space where your brain chemistry allows you to connect more deeply to your intuition. So anything that I speak about that doesn't resonate with you, just leave it. Honestly, I'm speaking personally about my own mental health situation, and you will see from my stories that I haven't had a single doctor who's fully understood my mental health situation, and I don't fully understand my mental health situation, okay? So none of this is medical advice, and none of this is saying that you need to do things this way to be able to be successful. None of this is that. This is simply just me sharing my story about mental health, okay? And, like, my own personal mental health journey, which has been a fucking roller coaster, you guys. Okay. I also want to say that I'm not posting this because I want to have a lot of messages coming in giving me advice. That's not something I'm really available for. I'm not available to people sending me Reiki or to people sending me um, or to let me know that they're praying for me. I really, really appreciate the intent and I know that you Mean really, really well by it, but I just I'm not available to that, and that's a boundary that I will hold really, really strongly. Obviously, well wishes are amazing, but also I don't really feel that I'm in a space where I need that. The reason I'm sharing this is because I feel like I've come so far and I want to give like a realistic type of expansion for some people because I think a lot of people on Instagram or you might be following somebody on social media who's like, I 100% healed my depression and anxiety by drinking celery juice in the morning. I don't know those people, like, I don't know those people, like, intimately. I don't know them in in a personal capacity. But, like, I don't think that drinking celery juice in the morning would ever leave me to feel like I've 100% healed my anxiety and my depression. I feel like I'm about 90% there, but I do still have bad days, especially in the middle of a Canadian winter. And I also think that when you create content like that, it makes people feel like either success is unavailable to them or that they're doing something wrong and that's what's created their mental illness and neither of those things are true okay so let's kick her off by starting with my mental health journey and when it started I think the first time that I realized I that something was wrong was when I was about 15 years old I looking back I would say that I've probably been like like a melancholic type of child, like my entire life. I'm also like pretty extroverted. Like when I'm feeling good, I want to be around people. That's all I want. And even when I'm feeling depressed, like being around people can really bring me out of it for a couple of minutes. And then I'm by myself again and I'm depressed again. And that's not super easy, but I do really, really like people and getting into high school, that transition for me was really, really hard. None of my friends were in the same classes as me. And a lot of my friends went to different schools. And it was just like a, a generally pretty hard time. I started to have, like, really, I started to have thoughts of self harm. I practiced self-harm a few times. It wasn't like it was never really like a a mainstay of my mental illness, but there were definitely like real lows where I would self-harm. And that was not something that I. That I like that's when I knew that I was like, OK, this isn't good for me. Something really needs to change. OK. And. I also want to say that as much as I love my parents, like they were not equipped to deal with a child with depression. A lot of the messaging that I got was like, don't be so dramatic. And like, well, if that's how you feel, then I guess you can't go on that trip. And just like it took a real learning curve. I'm not sharing this to put them on blast, but it did take a real learning curve for them to learn how to deal with a child with depression and what like that actually looked like in practice because it was a really really hard few years and it like it definitely hit a rock bottom in my early 20s I just like I was single I was on my own for the first time and I was not being kind to myself. I was drinking a lot, which like anyone with depression knows that if you're drinking a lot, well maybe not everyone, maybe not everybody has this experience, but I know and I've heard many times that if you're drinking a lot, then it makes your depression worse because alcohol's literally a depressant. Um and my depression was way worse, my anxiety was really bad. I was living in a really unsafe apartment. Um, I felt very unsafe at my job. I wasn't really making enough money to, um, like, sustain my lifestyle. But I didn't know how. Like, it was just, it was fucking rough stuff, you guys. And during that time, I had attempted on and off to go on medication. Because I was having a hard time functioning and living, like, my everyday life. I was having a hard time holding on to jobs. And like when my parents saw that, they were like, oh, okay, maybe antidepressants would be something that would be helpful for you. That did not work for me at all. Like I tried antidepressants and it just made my ups and downs happen so much more quickly, so much more aggressively. And when I wasn't hitting high highs and low lows, I was just like numbed out. It was really, it was a really, really difficult situation. And after I tried medication and that didn't work because it didn't dawn on me to try medication until that point. And then when I found out about medication, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the thing that works. Like this is going to be it. It's, it's amazing. Like I'm, I'm going to be okay And then my medication didn't work and I was devastated. I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to live a normal life. And here's what actually worked for me. And I'm not going to say that you should do this, do things this way, because also what actually worked for me could be triggering for some people. Um, What actually worked was being active almost obsessively so like I needed to channel the energy that was going into my depression into something else and so I started exercising probably five or six days a week because it was the only thing that made me feel better like that was my therapy I'd gone to many therapists that I would leave their offices like like breaking down because they were so triggering they definitely were not the right therapist for me and I just like I still to this day have not found a therapist that I've really connected with and that I felt has helped me and I I had had so many traumatic therapy experiences at that point like it was really really heartbreaking so when I started going to the gym Started with once a week, and I was like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit better. And then I started going twice a week, and I'm like, oh, I feel even better. I started going five times a week. Like, whenever I would feel triggered, whenever I would feel upset, I was at the gym because that was my therapy. That was the only thing that was working. Another thing that I prioritized a lot was going outside. Like, I was, there was a point in my depression where... The only way I was coping was the fact that I was running 15 to 20 kilometers a day. Like, this isn't advice. This isn't advice for me to be like, this is how you heal your depression. This is what I had to do and what I had to experiment with to get me out of like the biggest rock bottom and the biggest rut that I've ever, ever dealt with. And by pushing myself in those ways, by being active at the gym by running outside or just being outside it really helped me to be nicer to myself because like the way my depression would really manifest was just like very intense self-criticism and very very intense like personal feedback and it was really really hard now my current mental health experience is very different it's It's really, really great to be able to see how much I've grown and how much things have changed for me because I truly never thought that this would happen. Like, I, and I don't say that for like pity or sympathy or anything like that. I just literally thought that this would be my entire life forever. So, my current mental health experience is one where I really, I really, where, say, say before I would feel like absolute garbage 80% of the time and then maybe 20% of the time I would have a day where I could go do grocery shopping where I could show up to work without crying in the bathroom at lunchtime which was like literally almost every single day I would go to work and then I would come back from my lunch break and my eyes would be puffy and they'd be like Andrea what's wrong and I'm like "Ha, ah, nothing's wrong everything's fine because like literally my absolute nightmare. My absolute nightmare was that somebody would find out that I was struggling the way that I was. But also at the end of it, I, I couldn't fake it anymore. I was just struggling so badly. So say 80% of the time, I was feeling like absolute garbage. Now I would say that 90 to 95% of the time, I really feel amazing because I've trained my body to be in this state. Like I'm no longer, and this isn't me saying that depression is just a habit or it's just a mindset or anything, but it now doesn't feel comfortable to my body to be depressed the way that five years ago, depression was kind of my resting place. Like depression was what felt the most comfortable because it's what I felt the most often. Now, excitement is what I feel the most often that's why I say that I feel so excited all the time that was a feeling that I didn't have for a really long time and so now I would say that I feel good about 90 to 95% of the time like in the summer I would say probably as far as 95% of the time maybe in the winter it's closer to 85% of the time like I do have more hard days in the winter. But it'll probably be one or two days a month that I'm that I'm really having a hard time. And then otherwise, it's more of just like, it just feels like a like a low key, just like a like a low but constant depressed state. So I guess that's the best way to explain it. This is my mental health experience. It's not perfect. My like, my mental health experience isn't perfect. There are days where I definitely have to take things slower. But I do generally feel so much better. And I'm so grateful to feel so much better because I literally thought that it would be my entire life. Like I dropped out of university and college because my depression made it impossible for me to succeed. Like it I now have a business that I'm passionate about. Like I feel motivation. I get ex- I can get excited for things. Like it's absolutely amazing and I'm so grateful for it. So, now I want to share what it looks like when my mental health isn't great because I think that that's a, that's a really eye-opening thing to see. I think a lot of people make these videos and they're just like everything's great and so is my business but like anybody who's healed from their mental health knows that it's not a linear path it's always going to be a spiral just like with everything else and sometimes you'll think that you're moving backwards but you are moving forwards and sometimes you'll think you're moving forwards but like you're not sure because the results might not make sense and don't make sense with a linear path okay So on my hard days with my mental health, I'm not up at five in the morning. Like normally I am up at five in the morning and that's something I really, I I enjoy. But on my bad mental health days, I need more sleep and I hit snooze and I might snooze until eight or even nine or 10 if I don't have a lot going on. And I look at my to-do list and I say, what needs to get done today? And I will do that if I can. Sometimes I can't and it just doesn't happen. Um, But like I hit my to-do list. I get what needs to get done. And then I go on my couch and I watch comedy specials all day long. Like all day. Anything to make me laugh. Anything to move my energy. Anything to make me feel a little bit better. Because I am so luckily in a space where I know that if I wake up with a really bad day... The next day probably will be a lot better and a lot easier. And luckily, I've never had a day where I'm so depressed that I couldn't coach somebody. I've had days where I didn't necessarily feel like coaching if I had a coaching appointment. But I also... I'm trying to think of the right way to explain it. There's never been a time where I got on a coaching call and didn't just feel my energy come back. Because not only am I extroverted, but coaching is my passion and my purpose. So when I feel depressed on Tuesdays and Thursdays, which are my coaching days, I actually know that the day's not going to be that bad because I'm always able to, I'm always able to coach I'm always able to, like, I'm trying to think of the right way to explain it. Like, I'm I'm always able to really coach people regardless of how I feel. And because it just, it lights me up so, so much. Okay, so I took a little water break. And now I want to talk about what it's like for me to run a business with my mental health as it is. Now that it's doing a lot better. Like, my mental health's not 100% perfect, but if i would have known when i was a teenager that my mental health would get to a point that would allow running a business to be this flowy i think i would have had a lot more encouragement so for me running the business with my mental health now that it's doing a lot better looks a lot looks like a lot of planning for the future my business cannot be 100% dependent on me being able to show up every single day like i said Luckily, I'm at a point in my business and in the alignment of my work where I've never had to actually reschedule a client, but a lot of the times like that back end admin work can be rescheduled, can be moved off the list, and that's still work that needs to get done, and a lot of the times maybe it'll mean that I postpone creating a course or postpone actually creating a new offer, and I need to have a business, and sorry, and That's why I need to have a business that has more passive streams of income that aren't 100% relying on me actively coaching or actively creating somebody at all times. My goal, like my goal is to eventually have a business that can really run itself without me, right? Like I want to obviously be the teacher and the person um, who's like working with my clients one-on-one, but I want my business itself, my selling process and all of that to run without me because that's how I can best stay in my zone of genius, which is being a teacher. So when my mental health is good, that's what I'm working towards because that also means that if I ever had another mental health crisis or anything like that were to happen again, my income wouldn't also stop. My business would be able to sustain itself if I had to take a prolonged leave. And that's also a lesson I learned from my brain tumor. I always want to be in a space where my business is bringing in money, consistently and on its own and right now i do that through things like passive income offers and affiliate links i want to continue to grow the ways that my business brings in money that way but yeah like it's a pretty big priority for me and so that's a big part of what i do to make sure that my business is ready for if my mental health gets really really bad again so far, I think I'm doing okay. Like, I think I'm doing pretty well. Like, it's like, it's something that I'm always very aware of, though, that I can slide down that slope very quickly. And I don't always see that slope coming. Um, And I don't think I'm ever going to get to the place that I was in, in my 20s. But I also know that It might not be my mental health. It could be my health in some other way. It could be um, like my mom had to essentially take two months off of work to care for her dying mother um, earlier this year. You know, like there are things that can come up where you're not able to run your business actively. You're not able to be in the captain's seat. You're not able to be in the CEO chair actively. And ultimately... I want to make sure that my business is ready for it and can can, can continue to run itself and can continue to sustain itself. And a big part of why I want that is because I know that if I was in a crisis like that, it would be stressful enough without my income also coming to a halt. If I had to take care of my mom, it would be stressful enough to watch my mom struggle. I do not also need my income to completely stop and I don't want to stop helping people. So if that's through products that I really recommend for my clients to use and affiliate income earned from that, or if that's from eBooks and courses that you can still buy from my site if I'm not actively taking clients for the time being, that's really, really important. I also want to be honest about what I'm not doing enough of to prepare for this possibility and a really practical example that doesn't um really depend a lot on like getting sick or um <clears throat> sorry about that guys a really like a good example that doesn't really rely on falling ill like or having a mental illness or anything like that is what if you're planning on a maternity leave like how can you really prepare your business to be away from you and Ultimately, I think that what I'm not doing enough of to prepare is I'm not hiring my team aggressively enough because I am hiring a team. I'm bringing people on. I'm looking at bringing on an online business manager and a VA around the same time. But the thing is, my team is already very, very small and... I just I'm so specific as to who comes into my business and as I learn to hire the right people I want to take it slowly and that is the right move for my business but you could also say that I'm not moving quickly enough to prepare because with a team if I have to take my hands off the wheel a team can continue to run my business continue to make sure that sales and leads are continuously coming in. So I'm okay with my decision as it is, but I could definitely be doing more and being more aggressive and learning more aggressively about how to hire my team. Now I'm going to end it on this. Okay. As Andrea, who's in a like a consistently good place, like I'm feeling good 95% of the time and I'm actually like already feeling a lot better from the beginning of recording this episode. So what I want to say is this is what I wish I knew when I started my business and when I felt like I would never succeed because I struggled so much with my consistency. Because when I was just starting out, just starting to get serious, my mental health was at its absolute worst and some days I couldn't get out of, de- out of bed the idea of getting on a sales call would give me a panic attack and i did, and I couldn't really grow my business that well at that time because my mental health wasn't ready. like my mental health didn't have that threshold. like basic life was just far too much for me. Here's what I wish I knew. I wish I knew that there's a version of myself. Who's now like six years older and is consistently feeling really, really good. And she was exactly where you were today. That's something that I wish I knew. Something that I wish I did is I wish I was able to focus more on the good moments. Like I think that that would have helped me a lot because my panic was like I'd have good moments and I wouldn't really pay attention to them and then I would start to feel anxious or bad again I'm like no 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 it's happening again and I would immediately become really really resistant to it and really really fearful of it and that's not a way for me to say like oh I could have just like thought positive and had better mental health like that's not what I'm saying at all what I'm saying is that I wish I was able to have my eyes more open to the positive because that's something that I'm consistently able to do now and it does make life so much more beautiful to be able to live that way and I'm really really grateful that I got to that space and I wish I was doing that at that time even though I was having like a much harder time I wish I was able to even have some of that sometimes that would have been really really special so Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode, you guys. I hope that you are having an absolutely incredible rest of, the, of your day. I hope that your week is going absolutely amazingly. And I can't wait to see you next week. You are all literally thebomb.com. I can't even believe you listened to my podcast. If you want to, if you like this podcast... And you feel like leaving it a glowing five-star review that actually makes so much of a difference. If you want to do that on iTunes or Spotify, iTunes is kind of better, but it's it's up to you. Um, like if you want to go on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you listen, that would be so freaking major. If you would leave a five-star review, tell me what you like about the show. Feel free to give positively lean constructive criticism about what you don't like about the show. Because sometimes I get very, very anxious posting on my posting my podcast, I guess, especially with episodes like this. So be nice to me. That's the rule. Please be nice. But also I would love a review because it really does help this podcast get in front of new earballs and It really helps us build this amazing community. And if you want to hang out with me on Instagram, you can follow me at andreao.co. And if you want to join my Facebook group, which is the love of my life, you can just search for Soulful Successful Entrepreneurs on Facebook or head to www.andreao.co slash group. And it is a great time over there, you guys. I hope that you have... An absolutely amazing rest of the day. I just want to put you all in my pocket. I hope that you have an amazing day.